I'm Jorge Salazar with the Texas Advanced Computing Center. Scientists have made the best computational modeling yet of mantle plumes. These are hypothesized mushroom-shaped upwellings of hot rock from deep in the earth that reach more than a thousand kilometers down. The scientists modeled mantle plumes on the Stampede supercomputer of the Texas Advanced Computing Center through an allocation on Exceed, the extreme science and engineering discovery environment funded by the National Science Foundation. And through Exceed, they also took advantage of Science Gateways and of the Campus Champions program at the University of Michigan. With that support, they showed for the first time details of how these plumes form and how they rise from Earth's mantle. What's more, the researchers say their work could guide future experiments with seismic imaging and help get to the bottom of mysteries like the origin of Hawaii's volcanoes. The International Science Team published their results on mantle plumes in January of 2018 in the American Geophysical Union's Journal of Geophysical Research, Solid Earth. On the line to talk more about their study are two co-authors, Ross McGuire, a PhD student, and Professor Yeroen Ritzma, both at the University of Michigan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank Thanks. you. What are the main findings of your study published in January of 2018 in the Journal of Geophysical Research, Solid Earth? It's on mantle plumes, and these are upwellings of hot rock over a thousand kilometers below ground. Yeah, so there's a lot of conclusions that we drew from this work, but probably the most important is that we found that mantle plumes are likely to be more challenging to seismically image than we previously recognized. So our current picture of deep mantle plumes might be lacking. Our modeling suggests that while deep mantle plumes likely do have an observable signature on seismic waves, that past efforts at imaging plumes have probably suffered from a lack of seismic data coverage, which has reduced the reliability of our images. So in order to constrain the role of mantle plumes in Earth dynamics, as well as to better understand the causes of hotspot volcanism, we need to focus on increasing the global coverage of seismic sensors, particularly in the oceans, which currently only have sparse coverage. The problem is that oceanic deployments are costly and logistically very challenging, so a fair amount of thought needs to go into planning them. So in our study, we used computer modeling to find optimal imaging scenarios so that we can recover the most detail of mantle plumes at the lowest cost. And we hope that our results will help guide the design of future seismic deployments aimed at imaging the mantle beneath hotspots. So why the interest in mantle plumes? Why are scientists studying them? And what do scientists know? And maybe what don't they know about mantle plumes? I think it's important to study plumes because they may play a critical role in Earth's dynamics, but we know surprisingly little about them. So we have strong reason to suspect that they do exist based on a few lines of evidence. Particularly, we noticed that lavas erupted at hotspots seem to have a unique geochemical signature that suggests a source in the lower mantle. And plumes are really the only mechanism that we know of that will sample rocks from lower mantle depths. Second, plumes are common features in computer simulations of mantle convection that are based on our current best understandings of the physical conditions in Earth's interior. So these types of computer simulations provide physical constraints on the shape and size of plumes, as well as their temperature and composition. So we actually have a strong theoretical understanding of what plumes might look like, but we're still lacking key observational evidence, which is likely to come only from seismology. It's seismology meaning um, earthquakes, is that right? Yeah, so we use seismic waves generated by large earthquakes. Primarily, we use the travel time that it takes. 
It's similar to a CAT scan that would be done in medical imaging to, for example, image your tissues. Mantle plumes, they, they look kind of like, they're hypothesized to look like mushrooms, sort of with a big head and a tail that could extend all the way to the Earth's core. In this study, why did you focus on the mantle plume tail? Yeah, that's a good question. So historically, most of the debate around the origin of hotspot volcanism has focused on plumes that rise from the core mantle boundary. So these types of plumes are also most interesting from a dynamic perspective since they play a role in the Earth's total heat budget. And that's because they provide an efficient means of transporting heat from the Earth's core into the surface, which can effectively cool the Earth over geologic time. So whole mantle plumes, meaning plumes that rise from the core mantle boundary, are also the most challenging to image seismically because our resolution is very poor in the deep mantle and deep plume conduits are likely to be thin. So our study focuses primarily on lower mantle plume tails because it's really one of the only ways forward in terms of settling the debate on the existence of mantle plumes. And because if we know what the tail looks like, we can tell how that formed? Yeah, so the existence of mantle plume tails is still debatable. So we not only would like to have conclusive evidence of their presence, but also we'd like to be able to tell something about how much heat they might be carrying from the deep earth. And really our only constraints on those types of things come from seismic imaging. One of the techniques that you used in your study is called synthetic tomography. Could you explain um, how that was used in your experiments trying to image these mantle plumes? Yeah, so first of all, let me kind of explain what we mean by synthetic tomography. Synthetic tomography is essentially a reliability test that we use to determine how much we can trust our images of the Earth's interior. So what we do is we simulate seismic wave propagation through a digital Earth model, which in our case contains a mantle plume. And what we do is we create a synthetic data set, so basically virtual seismograms. We then take th those virtual seismograms and we process them in the same way that we would actual seismic data in order to get an image of our recovered plume structure. So yeah, it really allows us to test how a mantle plume would be imaged tomographically and how its features would either be blurred or distorted depending on imaging configuration. In general, synthetic tomography is a good way of sort of confronting the limitations of our tools, and it allows us to test new ways of imaging the Earth's interior that maximize the resolution we can achieve. I imagine that there are challenges in dealing with the processing of these signals. Would you speak to the main computational challenges that you faced in this study of taking images of mantle plume tails? It is a big computational challenge to simulate wave propagation through mantle plumes. So in order to accurately model the physics of wave propagation through mantle plumes, we need to use numerical codes that solve the elastic wave equation in Earth's mantle at high frequency and in three dimensions. What that does is it allows us to accurately account for the effects of wave propagation phenomena, such as of wave diffraction around plume tails, which is very important for imaging plumes. So the modeling requirements that we have make our problem very computationally demanding. And we would not be able to do this type of work without supercomputing resources like those that are provided by Exceed, which really allow us to run our wave propagation simulations on hundreds or sometimes thousands of computer cores in parallel. Could you speak to um, how Exceed helped overcome some of these computational challenges? 
Yeah, so first of all, uh, we use a seismology software package that's called SpecFem 3D, which is a spectral element code that simulates wave propagation in the Earth's interior. We ran that code mostly on Stampede 1, and it was actually quite easy to get the code configured on Stampede 1 since all the modules and tools we needed to compile it were available from the get-go. As far as what kind of challenges we encountered, one of the major technical challenges that we had in this project was workflow management. So we performed a large number of simulations and produced hundreds of gigabytes of data. So we had to kind of figure out how to deal with that best. And the Exceed team was really helpful at answering all my questions about how I can optimize my workflow. So for example, how I can spend the least amount of time waiting in the queue for my jobs to run, or how I can efficiently transfer large amounts of data from Stampede onto my local machine. We also took advantage of the campus champion at University of Michigan who helped us answer questions about what type of resources are available through Exceed and how we can get access to them. Uh, another thing that was useful was we had access to the science gateway allocation through the computational infrastructure of geodynamics, uh, which enabled us to test our code and really figure out how computationally demanding our project would be. Could you maybe uh, speak to the larger scientific context of this recent work on mantle plume tails? Um, how does what you've done fit into the bigger picture of understanding what's inside of our planet? Yeah, so from a seismologist perspective, uh, we're always trying to improve the resolution of the images that we can attain of our deep interior. So. Our work is kind of an attempt to provide new insight into how we can overcome the limitations of our imaging techniques in order to get a clearer picture of the Earth's interior. Yeah, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I would add the following. I would say that the thing that's probably new as well in this work is that we use, maybe for the first time, actual numerical models of how plumes form and how they rise in the Earth. So we have a very good physical model of plume formation and ascent. Secondly, we've also explored how various network configurations might change the way we are imaging plumes. So we have done extensive tests to figure out what are optimal configurations of seismometers on Earth to see plumes. And this is particularly important for Hawaii. Hawaii is a place where we believe there is a plume responsible for volcanism on the Hawaiian islands. And we've sort of determined what might be optimal offshore deployments on the seafloor that could lead to best images of the deep mantle beneath Hawaii. Dr. Ritzma, may I follow up on that? I mean, you've studied mantle plumes for um, a long time. Do you get the sense that on maybe on the computation side, things are starting to catch up to where you want them to be able to not only answer some longstanding questions, but also maybe even come up with new questions about what's in the deep earth? Yes, that's indeed the case. I think the challenge remains understanding exactly what we are looking for. So in Ross's work, we have defined a mantle plume as a purely thermal upwelling, so as a purely temperature-driven upwelling in the deep earth. And in this particular case, the plume is a fairly narrow structure, fairly narrow tail with its complications in imaging. But there have been other work by other groups who have in fact argued that plumes might be much thicker than what we have investigated in our work. So the very nature of plumes, whether plumes are purely thermal, purely temperature driven, or whether there is also a compositional component to their formation, are issues that are now being addressed uh, in science models. 
What are some of the limitations of this latest study and what's next in the research? I mentioned how computationally demanding the simulations of wave propagation can be. In our study, we are a little bit limited in the number of plume structures that we can analyze. Plumes may have a wider variety of shapes and sizes than the ones that we considered, and they may have anomalous compositions as well as increased temperatures. So we only considered thermal plume cases. So in the future, to have a better understanding of how we might image plumes, we'd really like to be able to consider many more types of structures and be able to do a more exhaustive parameter search. Our study is also the first to model uh, wave propagation through plumes at frequencies as high as one-tenth of a hertz, that's 10-second period. But we'd like to be able to push that even further to go to higher frequencies. And that means it's going to be even more of a computational challenge. But as the numerical tools that we use become more efficient, and as new high-performance computing clusters become available, that's something that we might be able to achieve in the future. Would you speak a little bit to how this research relates to, um, to non-scientists, people listening right now? Um, um, how does understanding these structures deep underground, how does that relate to society? I would say that understanding Earth dynamics is of fundamental importance because we all live here and, and we're affected by what goes on beneath our feet. So the existence of mantle plumes and the role that they play in our planet is still a big question mark. Additionally, plumes have been linked to some of the largest volcanic eruptions in the history of Earth. They're thought to potentially play a role in the largest mass extinction events we have on geologic record. But there's still a lot we don't understand about them. Doing research into probing the nature of mantle plumes, I think, is really of fundamental importance. What's the most important thing that you want the public to know about using computation to understand the deep Earth? The application of high-performance computing to seismology is helping us finally be able to address some long-standing questions we have about the Earth's interior. So our understanding of the deep Earth is continually improving as computer resources grow and Earth scientists also develop better imaging techniques. Well, Drs. Ritzma and McGuire, thank you so much for taking this time out to speak with us today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Ross McGuire and Yeroen Ritzma of the University of Michigan. For the Texas Advanced Computing Center, I'm Jorge Salazar. <laughs>